Hello everyone. This is Vidya Krishnaraj. I would like to invite you to this first episode of Reminiscences with my people. Here, I wish to share my journey of experiences which have contributed in making me the person I am today. Experiences in one's life mostly comes with people who impact it and change it forever. These people can be an important aspect of your life, like a spouse, family member, or friend. Or they could just flee through and unknowingly play an important role in teaching you life lessons. I believe everyone whom we meet in our lives are our teacher. If nothing else, they teach us what not to do. Bottom line: nobody is completely self-taught. All of us are influenced greatly by the people around us. My thoughts, my beliefs, my behavior, how it would be like. I often wonder if I was the only soul in the universe. Would I even exist? Well, we're so lucky it isn't true. All surrounded by the sea of humanity that we have taken for granted. Human beings so varied and so different we would definitely have met with an interesting combination of people in our lives i certainly have what i am today i believe is directly due to the people i have met and interacted up till now therefore i take this medium to share my experiences and learnings from these cherished people of my life hope to have an interesting journey of reliving and relearning since this is a journey of sharing my life experiences with the people in my life i believe an apt beginning for my first episode would be with the one person who is responsible for pushing me to write my dear dear friend sam and the quartet of friends we formed a long time ago She gave our group the label of jumping nuts. Well, we certainly used to jump and I'm sure many of us thought us nutty. So, a suitable label. San and I were part of this uh, faction that is most peculiar to Mumbaikers. We were what for want of a better label are referred to as train friends. Many such groups are very common in the mumbai local trains comprising of individuals who regularly traveled in the same train saw each other's faces twice a day for god only knows how long before one day they bonded and became train friends if we were to ponder on how each of us would have met or how we came to communicate i think very few of us could actually remember how it came about in a similar way we four also came to be friends while three of us were native mumbaikers san had moved at that time due to her career bringing her here a more unlikely foursome one wouldn't have seen outwardly we seemed to be the boisterous sonu who was miss outgoing personified while on the inside she was a deep one the seemingly quiet and reticent neetu was actually an imp to the core 
and our nerdy and intelligent Sam with her wacky sense of humor. She could make us laugh till our sides ached. As for me, I don't know how I fit in this group. I have always been a loner and introvert. Though I like people, I just don't know how to mingle or make friends on my own. Somehow, our extraordinary group with its unique membership opened their hearts and made a space for me the misfit to be the part of their lives too. I've been so thankful for this. Though I can never recollect my contribution to the group, I can readily relate how each of the three have impacted my life. Solu, who unequivocally took on the role of the group's pops person, was always the person people remembered. She never gave a damn to what anybody would think or how they would judge her when her opinions were voiced. She was the noisy one, the extrovert who could approach anybody and everybody. Nary a sign of nerves, never. I have seen her winning people over with an ease that I envied. Neetu was the one who voiced her opinions last, but was the first when it came to pulling cracks or pulling each other's legs. Her ready captivating smile and her capacity to love is something I have yet to see in another. Her house was where almost always we used to hang out. Her mom displaying the same adorable smile welcomed us into her home and her heart and we felt that we were her children too. The singer of our group, Neetu used to always get us to singing Antakshari in the train. Even to this day, all of us remember the songs we loved the most and the ruckus we used to create in the train. She still greets us with her Hi, sweetheart, and her sweet smile we all know and love. And San, she was this pocket-sized dynamo. She was this sedate, intelligent girl, dignified among us hooligans. But let something unjust take place and you would immediately change your mind about her being silent. She would be like this tigress defending her cubs. When, we, when she first told me that she was a student of applied chemistry, it was hard for me to imagine this little doll handling solutions in test tubes to be analyzed in a spectrophotometer. Sam, always in a prim and proper attire, with a single plate falling well below her waist, looked so delicate and so demure. But I am sure she held her own in a field which was then totally male-dominated. We were an indestructible group for almost two years, spending our free time together, binging on all of Mumbai's savories, goofing around, lending one another our ears or our shoulders, some of the best moments of my life. As for my lessons, whether it was in the way Sonu taught me to be bolder and not care about being judged, to Neetu showing me to smile and care in spite of all odds, or from sand to be a warrior in the face of injustice. I am not sure if I did invite them all. However, I am sure their influence did change me for the better. And as always, life gets in the way. Priorities change. In our case, realities came in the form of our impending marriages, with San being the first to move to Vadodara, then me to the outskirts of Mumbai. Sonu moved to a different continent itself, 
Only Neetu remained after her marriage in the Mumbai suburbs. We all couldn't meet or hang like before. We had to grow up. We do meet time and again whenever life permits. San is normally the instigator for almost all such meets. Geography or time has not come in the way as we had truly bonded. We have all varied experiences since we have parted and that has made us all change in different ways. However, whenever we meet, we find our relation stands unchanged and untouched by the passage of time. For that short while, all of us are in our early 20s again, enjoying ourselves, still goofing around, still singing the same songs that we loved. So what if we don't see each other twice a day, every day? So what if we aren't sharing our experiences but having different ones all on our own? What matters is that we carry the best part of all of us in our hearts forever since then. Our memories and our love for each other. This made us the group greatest group of all time, the jumping nuts. Thank you. Hello everyone. I'm back with another episode of Reminisces with my people. Today's episode relates an incident of a young teen poised on the brink to be an adult. She reminded me of a lesson we are all taught since we are kids but never really believe it to be true. We as adults look for advice and assistance either from our peers or our elders. After relating this incident however I hope you agree with me that we need to broaden our scope and look at our youngsters also So the question arises can adults learn life lessons from children I never believed it possible However this one incident made me change my outlook A girl merely 15 at that time was the one responsible for this It was an athletic inter-school sports meet. She took part, all eager, brimming with confidence. A number of gold medals already under her belt backing this. The 400-meter track event, her challenge ahead. Early morning, prepared and enthusiastic, along with her participating schoolmates and coach, she stood at a local train station. awaiting her first step towards a victory that for her was a foregone conclusion they arrived at the venue 
and soon dispersed to their respective sections. As she awaited her event, she found her tent virtually empty but for a sole occupant. There was just another girl. They sat facing each other, surprised at the poor attendance. With just the two of them, they knew that most likely their event would not qualify. The duo restlessly sat, awaiting the outcome of the officials. As they feared, the track officials approached them and informed them that their event was cancelled due to poor participation. Just as she lowered her head to hide her undisguised frustration, disheartened at the prospect of lost adulation, the officials continued that though their race was cancelled, both would be given winning certificates on account of their participation. Immediately appeased at the prospect of easy victory without effort, she lost her downcast countenance and became cheerful. Both girls chatted happily, relaxing their minds and bodies since the upcoming challenge was already conquered. Just as they prepared themselves to vacate the tent and move towards their respective schoolmates, the tent was filled with sudden activity and in flowed the girls, who were obviously the missing participants. She looked at her newly arrived competitors with a sinking heart. They all topped her lanky frame in both length and width, seeming like young professionals. With their coach shooting out orders, they rushed to abide his wishes. The girls began their elaborate warm-up sessions with much vigour. The silent tent, now a thing of the past, the atmosphere now mimicking the clamour in the girl's mind. She felt invisible to these girls who seemed to be mockingly ignoring her as if they didn't consider her competition. Now as you would have guessed, the event was back on. It's already quite a task to build your stamina, mind and body for a sports event, you agree, right? But it's completely another level of difficult to rebuild your energy levels after mentally relaxing yourself. It's like preparing for an exam. However tedious, we manage to prepare well and write the paper. But have you tried rewriting the test immediately once it's over? You will never be able to perform optimally as you did the first one. So now, suddenly faced with the task of running when she had mentally drained herself of all her motivation, she found it daunting. Totally despondent, with no hopes of winning, she proceeded with her superior competitors towards the track field. She stood there awaiting the start whistle, like waiting for her doom. And off they went at the whistle blow, and it was no surprise to her when she found she was running nearly last. It was a 200 meter track where they were to run around twice. Halfway through the first lap, she glanced at the watching crowd and spotted the aghast faces of her fellow mates. Fighting off shackles of shame and weariness, she endeavoured to at least finish in a respectable position to avoid losing face, both for herself and her school. 
putting on a slight burst of speed with the aim of pulling ahead of at least a few runners she found herself easily crossing more than a couple of them feeling more hopeful she gave all that she had deciding to focus on crossing only one person ahead of her at a time now on to the second and final round she found table stunned with her running at third place since the girl running second was very close to her she always easily overtook her too now with just the girl running at a decent distance ahead of her she found herself once again reaching the point where her friends were awaiting with expectant faces she was now satisfied comparing her position at the initial point of her race to her present position she began relaxing her pace to maintain her position which she felt was achievement enough a respectable second place no longer ashamed with shining eyes she looked at her cheering mates yelling at the top of their lungs urging her to give even more of herself and do her school proud by coming first she felt their expectation in waves filling her with an energy she never knew she had she turned and looked at her sole competitor running far ahead sudden realization hit her she just had to repeat what she was doing all along until now just focus on crossing the next contestant ahead of her this knowledge gave her wings and she felt herself surging ahead and crossing the girl in front of her nearly at the finish point and emerged victorious standing at the victory stand with an astonishing gold she vowed never to take the power of will for granted is victory important we apparently think so it's obvious in the way we celebrate it but in my eyes the true victory was not the one we acknowledged on the victory stand but of the little girl's battle with her mind that made this celebrated victory possible she walked into the sports ground fully convinced that she could not win but sheer determination and grit made her grab this elusive victory so dear friends as many of you might have already guessed the my people of this episode is none other than my daughter barely 15 then taught me such an important lesson of life any achievement however impossible it may seem is always within our grasp as long as our will is strong enough we all know this but forget it when it actually matters therefore i thank my daughter to remind me of this important lesson of life where there is a will there is a way thank you